I wasn't in a hallway last time. I was in a phone booth. I'm in the same phone booth, but with my ATR, okay. whatever. The ATR is far more directional, so it should pick up way less extraneous crap. I'm far more directional, too. That's, that's nope. All right, never mind. I'm, I'm extraneous out. crap. Uh, extraneous crap was my least favorite Harry Potter character. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter and the extraneous crap. Man, oh, man. Technology, am I right? I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> Let's do this show before I die. <laughs> <laughs> or slightly thereafter. We'd like to apologize for John Moltz. Uh, he is sick as a dog. I, I, my, yeah. even, even Logic Pro can't fix that. <laughs> That's a shame, because that would be great. It's a it damn shame, John. Yeah. I have some FU. Okay, um, F you too. And, and then I also have F to follow up. F it up. Um, okay. Uh, you, you may recall, long-time listeners of the show may recall that I was stuck on the um, the beta program for iOS. Oh, yeah. On, yes. my, on my phone, uh, as they call it in Japan, my Denwa. Um, and I uh, couldn't, you know, I <laughs> removed the profile. I tried unsubscribing, and I still kept getting the, um, the, the next update would be the beta. Um, it turns out it was because it was downloaded. And you, all you had to do was go in to delete the download of the beta in um, the storage settings. Oh, and it had already thanks. been downloaded, but not installed. Yes. You had to get thanks rid of to the Bill Lloyd data. for pointing that out. Uh, no thanks to um, at Apple support <laughs> for not pointing that out. <laughs> I really thought that Lex and I were going to be on the no thanks list, but I'm delighted. <laughs> I'm delighted that that didn't happen. Well, you're, you're secret members. Is Bill Lloyd also the guy who um, illustrated Calvin and Hobbes? I do not think so, no. That's okay, not check. even remotely close. <laughs> oh, but Bill Lloyd does work at Apple. <laughs> Apparently. So so someone at Apple did help me, but just not the person whose job it was. Well, clearly, if, if we've learned one thing on this show so far, it's that Bill Lloyd at Apple should take over at Apple's Ford. <laughs> so if you have a problem with your phone, just drive it over to Bill's house. And if you don't know how to reach Bill, you can contact Moltz, and he can get Bill. <laughs> Bill Bill is deleting his his Twitter profile right now. Interesting. Uh, actually, as long as we're talking about support, I saw a piece this morning. Uh, I saw a thing this morning saying that Apple is actually hiring people to work from home as support people, which... Well, I thought I'd seen that a couple of months ago or something. Maybe, maybe it was also... This may not be the first time they've done it, but it yeah. sounded like there was a uh, there was a news story um, about it in... It looks like originally the Houston Chronicle, um, basically saying, like, they're now hiring people who work at home and as, like, Apple employees, uh, and there are, like, 50 open positions or something listed. Um, wow. So, are you applying? No. I feel like Dan as an undercover project you should apply and see what it's like and you don't have to keep the job that long but it'll just be like some insight and you can then you'll always be able to say that you worked for Apple that sounds like a lot of work for a very small payoff it does sound like a do lot it of for work. the show hey you don't know if it's a small payoff it could be a big payoff you get it you get a discount that's too. true yeah, you get I a discount on all your free support on Twitter stay long enough yeah, to right. buy my own Apple hardware yeah right and then just get yes. out, <laughs> out, out with it this is a good plan is it <laughs> No. 
This is our plan. <laughs> no, you can't oh, okay. write about yeah. Apple, of course. Yeah. You can't be on this podcast. That will kill my um, day job, but other than that. That's right. right. Don't kill your day job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the jokes never stop on the rebound. Oh, my God. Jokes occasionally stop. Uh, some Sonos change-ups in my house. Um, uh, long, long, long-time listeners may know. <laughs> So, Moltz's family may know that um, I got the Sonos sound bar. I, what do they call it? It's not a sound bar. It's the sound. Play bar? The play, the play bass. The Sonos oh. play bass that my TV sits on. I had rear speakers. I used to love play bass magazine. That were also powered by a Sonos device, a Sonos Connect. And when I was setting up, I couldn't use my rear speakers for surround. And Sonos explained that the problem is that... Uh, they can't control the sync with the visual on speakers that are being powered by a separate receiver, which mine were. So, as you know, I've acquired a uh, a Sonos One or two. I've two Sonos Ones, <laughs> the Alexa enabled uh, Sonos speakers. Um, and in replacing previous Sonai with that, or Sonos Alexa hybrids with that, I had two extra Sonos speakers. Everything like, about wonder... this story is making me hate you more, just so we're clear. <laughs> I was like, I wonder... I'm basically awash in electronics here. <laughs> I wonder how... Listen, I got the extra Sonos ones because of Dan's friend who works at Sonos, who was like, hey, do you want a 50% off gift card? <laughs> Which I used to buy the Sonos ones. They were cheap at half price. And... Um, but anyway, I'm now doing actual surround sound with the Playbase with some Sonos speakers, and it's very cleverly implemented in the Sonos app, where you can choose, like, it, it groups them all under one thing. It doesn't act like it's three speakers. It acts like it's one speaker. Mm-hmm. But then when you need to get into the specifics, you can tell, like, how, you know, they the, all the vo- your volume change affects all of them at once, but you can say, like, I want even more background noise, or I want less background noise, or I want it to be one thing for TV and another thing for music. In terms of the surround effect, it's very cleverly done. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Sonos because the surround sound setup that they do is very impressive. That was all. That was the point of that story. And I have so many Sonos. I've tiled my house with Sonoses. They're everywhere. <laughs> Sounds about right. I, uh, oh, okay. I'm, I am much anticipating. So last year it was all about like the echo integration with the Sonos. And I was yes. very excited when that finally came out. This and you year, just couldn't hide it. This year it's about uh, AirPlay coming to the Sono stuff, or AirPlay 2, I guess I should say. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that because I do run into these situations because I have an Echo in the kitchen and sometimes we'll be like making food and I'll we'll have something on and I'll want to go into the living room and be like, oh, I would like to pick up right where I left off on the Sonos in the living room. Uh, and then there's no, like if it's a podcast, for example, the easiest way to do that is then I have to like stop it on the Echo open the Sonos app, find the same podcast, fast forward, because you have to play it through the Sonos app rather than through the even the podcast app, and start again, which is a little irritating. But if I can just airplay directly, I feel like that would solve some problems for me. If it works. <laughs> well, I mean, you could add that caveat to anything, John. <laughs> that pizza looks delicious well except that we've had experience with airplay if it works except I've, you know i've used airplay one and well airplay I don't two bother is, to try is that. clearly twice as good otherwise why yeah, would they right, call it right. that i mean uh-huh. that would be in- insane and what are you hoping to airplay that you can't that, like what do you want to airplay for as opposed to sonosing i want to sonos this things, podcast but he I'm wants not, to listen to this podcast you can't you have to use the sonos app yeah yeah so yeah. if i'm playing something in another app 
and I want to transition to listening to it on the Sonos speakers, I have to find it right. in the Sonos app and, and like manually skip ahead to the same time. I was once like you, Dan Morin. I once <laughs> felt this way. Oh, but then over time, I, I just decided that like, I appreciate that I have to go to the Sonos app to control. Oh my what's God, going on you Sonos. are. <laughs> are are you are you hoping they'll send you another coupon? Is that what's happening here? No, no, I genuinely like because you know when this you used to pair with, is loosely brought to you by Sonos. <laughs> when you pair with when you pair with a Bluetooth speaker, um, then you sometimes get the annoyance of like your sound effects are coming out from your Bluetooth speaker. Like all you want to listen to is music, but now like you're not hearing your iMessage notifications because it's blooping out on your speaker and you're somewhere else in the house or whatever it is. I don't know. I actually can solve that problem for you, Lex, which is I Live never have house. that problem. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, okay. I never have that problem because I turn my, my phone never has audible alerts on it. Like, mm. they're always yeah. muted. It's always muted. So, I never get anything interrupting my audio. I wish you were always muted. <laughs> well, I mean, the show would be shorter. <laughs> <laughs> if it were always muted it'd still be as long but it would just be a lot quieter i i don't know that is not a problem i have i guess so i get it i get it like oh, an easier example is and where it actually comes up is if and i now no longer pair with bluetooth speakers for the most part but like if i if i've been listening to music via a bluetooth speaker and your phone? like i want to see yes i want to see this a youtube video and i play it and then the sound's coming out of the speaker and it's dumb because like they just want to see it on the phone you get it, but it's fine. Do you if, know, listen, so you if never have. Who's going to help you? I wanted to help you. You never have. So you don't have any place where you listen directly through an echo anymore because you've replaced everything with a play ones. Um, that is now correct. Yes. Okay. I so, don't know what I'm I, like. I might even sell some of my old echoes because I don't know what to do with them. I mean, yeah. If I put it, if I Malt, you can have them. <laughs> I guess if I put a play one, I'm going to get eight hundred Air HomePods. <laughs> sorry continue sorry. Dan. sorry Dan. no it's all right you guys are doing your thing and uh, suddenly <laughs> the echo the echo started talking from the other room so it got very confused we gotta get our jokes in we can't have any actual content <laughs> i get i guess if you want to send me a play one i can replace my echo in the kitchen we had to i think i had mentioned this long time listeners of the show will maybe remember that's time the charm um I moved the Echo Show back to my office and the Echo back to the kitchen because my girlfriend mm. hates the Echo Show. Uh, so um, I don't, I don't know if that would um, end up being one of those things where I would, she would hate the Sonos Play One. Too. <laughs> this I'm is not interesting, sure. actually, because <laughs> just exchange we, things that she hates. Yeah, the pretty reason, much. the reason that I put the the Sonos One in the kitchen was because it was replacing the um at the echo show because my wife hated it so wives and significant <laughs> others hate the echo show i, I did i did find something useful about the echo show though lex i don't know if you know this but you can in software disable the camera yes i did not know that until recently and i was like oh that's great however what was really i i wanted to mention this because i thought it was one of the few interesting things i saw mentioned at ces um mm. Lenovo teamed up with Google to make a similar, like an Echo Show-like thing for the Google Home. Um, so basically, Lenovo made a hardware device that had a screen and Google Assistant built in. But what I really thought was clever was it has a physical shutter that you can slide to cover the camera. And I thought to myself, why don't they all fucking have that? <laughs> because it's like the one thing you can be sure of as long as it's not something that's like controlled by any remote things like yeah just a little physical thing that you just slide right across it like that to me seems really smart uh and i would think that pretty much any smart device that has a camera in it should have that feature 
that's that's I'm putting that out there. Or just not a, or just not have a camera. There are legitimate reasons to have a camera on device, and there are only going to be more of them, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, there's only going to be more devices with cameras. Even if you don't have an always-on smart speaker <laughs> with a camera, you have how many computers and phones and tablets with cameras in your house? The one reason to have a camera on your electronics devices is so you can show off how good you look in your sweet, <laughs> sweet suit. Uh, <laughs> particularly... If it's not a generic off-the-rack, or as I call it, off-the-crap suit, but rather a custom made-to-order suit from Indochino. Indochino, as John and Dan know well, is the largest custom apparel company. Uh, It doesn't say in what sphere, but I'm guessing the known universe. Indochino makes suits and shirts made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Guys love the wide selection of high-quality fabrics and the option to personalize every single detail. The lapel? The jacket lining? The monogram? And much more. Here's how it works. You pick your fabric, you choose your customizations, you submit your measurements, you place your order, you wait for it to arrive in three weeks or less, and then boom, you can shop online at Indochino.com to do this process, or you can visit any of their showrooms across North America. You get a suit three weeks later, and it's perfection. Uh, This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $359 at Indochino.com. The only trick is you have to enter the code REBOUND at checkout. That is more than 50% off the regular price for a premium made-to-measure suit, plus shipping is free. Again, it's Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND, to get any premium suit for just $359 plus free shipping. This is an incredible deal for a perfectly tailored suit for perfectly tailored people like you. I, I am a perfectly tailored person. <laughs> and also me. You are. Um, so, here we are. It's January. Uh, um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, you want to talk, C- talk about CES? No, I, I don't really. I, did I you guys go? Did, you guys, did, did anybody here go to CES? I, th- I think we talked about this last week. <laughs> Did we talk about like, the the lack of Apple Buzz at CB, CBS? We didn't talk CBS. about that, but we did briefly touch upon <laughs> CBS. About CBS. Is everyone having is everyone having problems today with constructing? I'm definitely having words? problems, but I think I've been pretty clear about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Oh, you want to talk about the the how the Apple ecosystem no longer pervades CES as strongly as it once did? I don't know. Okay, know. well, you brought it up. I wanted to see if you. I wanted to see if you guys wanted to talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. I want to see if you want to talk about it. Um. So no, let's move on. <laughs> it does seem like I mean like a few of the things that have come out from Apple in the last few years like the the new devices are things that were already out. I mean and, and the HomePod isn't even out yet. So it's not exactly like they are running out with um brand new stuff that people have not really experienced before. Well, yeah. And I think so much of the ecosystem stuff that was around before and I will I don't know if this is true or not because I'm not, I wasn't keeping super close tabs on CES, but I think the most, probably the most active ecosystem right now in terms of like people building the kind of hardware you show off at CES, is probably HomeKit, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot more HomeKit compatible stuff coming out, especially since last year they loosened the restrictions over what you need to do in order to build a HomeKit compatible device, which is specifically say... You did, doesn't no longer require specific hardware. You have the option of doing the authentication security stuff in software as well. Um, so I think that's really opened up. And with that combination of that with the fact that the like smart home stuff has been taking off, uh, it's probably making that the most interesting area for third-party vendors. But it doesn't seem like, you know, in the era of the early days of the iPhone or even the the, you know, days of the of the iPod where it mm-hmm. seemed like every other booth at like Macworld Expo was iPod cases, right? Yeah. Like that, those days seem to what be behind us. What are the booths at Macworld Expo like now? 
tumbleweeds, tumbleweeds, and tumbleweeds. Uh, Moscone Center. <laughs> we could still go. Nobody's stopping right. us. We could just show up there. Just wander around. Yeah. We could have our own little booth. My favorite booth. I've already got a cold, so, you know, I could, <laughs> yeah, I could should, be the one who infects should we, everybody. Should we tell the story of my favorite booth visit from a Macworld expert? Is this the starfish? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did we talk about that on the show 100 years ago? We have told that story before, but it's a pretty good story. Man, oh, man. There was a company that was advertising that it was going to have a booth at Macworld for a smartwatch that literally could do a, a, a live screen mirroring of your phone, and it worked with both iPhone and Android. You could tap on it and use your entire phone's interface on your watch screen. Um, this seemed impossible. You can already see the problem. <laughs> this this seemed not just too good to be true, but too not good to be true. <laughs> like your phone can't fit on a watch. That's why it's a phone. Um, <laughs> and the, the booth was empty for a while, and then when the booth eventually showed up, um, they had like what would you call them? Like generic China manufactured Android bluetooth watches that couldn't do any of the things they described and so we went to interview them it was dan and me and i think joel mathis was with us a at the time a macworld uh freelance contributor and um i was asking them about like how it would work and if they were lying in their marketing materials (laughs) and if memory serves um the man behind the counter uh said get out of here i'm going to punch you in the face and i did a quick that is what I recall. Yep. That sounds, I, I wasn't there right. when that happened, but I remember I, being told about it. I did a quick calculus in my head, which was I could survive a punch in the face. It would be a <laughs> decent story for Macworld if I got punched in the face. And Dan and Joel were right there to, if not have my back, at least scream in high-pitched voices. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Lexa, you know, I find it interesting, too, because like you and I are, are both we're fairly tall. We are not yes. small people. No. Uh, that, uh, it seemed a bold choice for this somewhat i mean this this person behind this booth to make this this threat i guess we did some research on them afterwards too and dug around a lot and everything that we found suggested this was just like a total and utter scam, <laughs> scam. of like vaporware <laughs> proportion right like there was nothing this was not well a- you know and, and it's funny now that we're, we're all wearing our starfish watches um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so i didn't um i didn't we stayed and we continued the conversation briefly and he's like well i'm not going to say anything else and so then we did walk away but i was willing to get the punch that's to me the hero part of the story is i was willing to get punched in the face (laughs) and really to reward him for that i then punched lex in the face (laughs) (laughs) it will surprise my co-host and my listeners to know that because he didn't punch me in the face that day i still have never to this day been punched in the face me i've never been punched in the face i'm as surprised as you are Uh, that does remind me of the time, also, Lex, that you and I test flew a drone around the Macworld offices, which I believe involved a- me crashing the drone into myself and actually giving myself like a welt from the drone blades. This was early drone technology. Like they were, yeah. it was good, but it was, it was a- very difficult to control. I think that was a parrot drone, but it, it was. was like it was the an very first AR one, drone. maybe. That's right. um, and we, um, we crashed it into many, many things. <laughs> Not just you. And I believe by the end of our testing, it no longer functioned. Not well. We had definitely broken the styrofoam uh, like guards on the side of it. it I mean, let, let's be clear. We were exclusively fi- flying this indoors, which is not yeah. something in a fairly yeah. cramped office building, which I would not recommend. 
let's also be clear though we were trying to do it well like i wouldn't say maybe we weren't treating it exactly like it was our own thing but we didn't we had no intention of ruining the expensive test device that macworld had right we were trying to do right by it and failing miserably again and again and not learning any lessons from our repeated (laughs) crashing like oh now i got it was our (laughs) well i have to say i i i do somewhere still have some videos that we shot from the drone uh as well as i think one of us put together a a package like a like a little video uh, of both us and the drone and it's hilarious, I feel like, how many of those videos seem to end with us, like, cowering away from the drone <laughs> camera. <laughs> standing, standing as it slowly approaches us, and we realize we don't totally. really have control over it. <laughs> like, we can't make it stop! Get out of the way! Uh, oh, it's man. amazing that anybody employed us. <laughs> yes. Just, well, that is just incredible. Well, Listen, not know. for nothing, you did need this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying neither of us works there now. That's that's fair. That is the situation fair. corrected itself. <laughs> the universe has put everything back in order. Neither of you owns a drone, correct? An iPhone power drone or any other kind of drone? No. No. I had it my dad got us a got us a drone for Christmas a few years ago and Hank and I took it out. We flew it we flew it like it was and like that experience. It was extremely hard to maneuver and mm. um and then, you know, we kept we kept trying it and trying it. Like every few months we get it out there and think, maybe today. <laughs> and then and then finally we took it out and it just didn't work anymore. <laughs> so, oh, I thought you say finally we took it out and it just flew away. Never to No. <laughs> Be free, little drone. It's soul. I think it's soul flew away. You know, I've seen some of like I was walking in a park over here not long ago and I saw a guy show up with like, you know, the slightly nicer version of drone, right? It had an actual like controller as opposed to using your phone uh and he was just like flying it around the top of like yeah, above that's the park what, that's and everything. what this it's one like, yeah, was it's cool it's cool technology but it's not it's not a thing that i have any use for whatsoever yeah that was the other thing like i would didn't like what am i going to do with this i don't even know what the heck to do right. with it. if if there were it's a drone just... that had echo technology built in then i would be like that's a useful thing <laughs> drone alexa send to 300 crash. feet and hover yeah <laughs> um there's a guy there's a guy who's a photographer um here in Tacoma and he has a drone and um his Instagram is great. I mean he just like he gets great pictures. I mean and that's what he does yeah, with well, it. There were all um, his neighbors sunbathing. No, <laughs> drone it's just, over well, I mean he may have those the, uh, on his private <laughs> on his private drone. I don't know, but with the Apple headquarters like the they were doc- a lot of people were documenting the construction by essentially flying their drone over the headquarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, like, if, if that is your hobby, that's fine. Like, you know, plenty of people used to build and fly model airplanes, you know, remote control airplanes and stuff like that. That's fine. That's a that's a cool hobby. Never, just never something I got into. Dan has given his blessing. I have. I say it's okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Dan has given you permission. I also give our listeners permission to do one more thing, which is to check out another podcast. They don't only have to listen to this show. Uh, the Art of Charm is an iTunes Top Fifty podcast that is packed with wisdom. In the truest sense of the word, from how to become more productive and professional to how to read body language, network, and negotiate, the show basically covers anything that'll help you become a high performer at home and at work. And with an army of powerful weapons like influence and persuasion, it brings together interesting people like Shaq, Russell Brand, Larry King, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and Bill Nye to discuss relationships, attraction, life hacking, and success. If you haven't talked, Lex has met several of those people. That's true. At least two of them. The Art of Charm... (laughs) Nope, three. The Art of Charm is highly addictive and strives to be fun and educational at the same time. Like me, it's not stuffy college professor textbook stuff. It's personal growth, and personal growth shouldn't be so boring all the time. 
This isn't pop psychology and superficial advice. It's a show that offers meaningful, fun, life-changing insights with a practical edge that you can apply right out of the box. You deserve an extraordinary life. Go to the Art of Charm slash podcast or search for the Art of Charm on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and start taking your life to the next level. I really enjoy the show. I think you will as well. So check it out one more time. The Art of Charm dot com slash podcast. Did you guys see that somebody is suing Apple over the Meltdown and Spectre bugs? <laughs> no. I did not. See I that. don't that even like understand a, what kind a challenging of challenging lawsuit. I think anything anything that happens, someone thinks. I'm going to sue Apple. All right, that's the end yeah, of that conversation. Somebody filed a class action complaint against Apple last week, um, basically saying that they they could have disclosed details to the public more promptly, which I'm not sure is even true. I mean, they had known about it a long time before they released this information came out. Like, all these companies had, pretty much, it seemed like. But there was not... I mean... What what would that have fixed? What would that have done? How would that have damaged you any any more or less? Any indicate? There's no indication that anybody malicious knew about or exploited this vulnerability. So I don't know what you're suing based on, other than you feel bad. <laughs> you're suing based on the fact that Apple has a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. They're suing they're based on the fact that they want some dollars. I yeah, mean, people right. have been suing Apple about the uh, the battery thing too, which it's like, all right, I, I don't agree with that. But I feel like I can understand how you would feel like that has hurt you, even if I don't think that you necessarily yeah, yeah. deserve to get anything for that feeling. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah okay, I can I understand you yeah. feeling like annoyed. <laughs> but yeah, suing seems just remember the guy. Remember the guy that sued Apple for his addiction to porn. <laughs> no, yeah, was that you, John? No, that was uh, no sue them for that. No, I think I thank them. <laughs> um, but um, he, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I think. Well, anyway, I think there was a lot going on there. But <laughs> well, I don't way. know if you guys. I'm not going to sue Apple. Vince. I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, um, a couple months ago, I took my family to a an indoor water park. I told a story on this show about how I had my new iPhone 10 sitting on a table in a it's a heated place, and so when you're sitting and eating, they have a bunch of air conditioning blowing on you at all times, and it blew my phone off the table, and I got a little a little crack uh, in the edge, not in the screen, but in the edge of the phone. Does this sound familiar to you? Do you remember this at all? I yes. do. Yep. A small little uh, divot. Over the weekend, <laughs> my <laughs> phone fell roughly, I don't know, eight inches uh, to a wooden floor, screen side down. Now, my phone has a large diagonal crack that goes from that early divot from the water park, which is in the upper right corner of the phone, all the way down to the bottom left corner <laughs> through the entire screen. Nice. Uh, Apple does not. I couldn't find on Apple's website how much it costs for a non-Apple Care iPhone 10 screen to get replaced. If you have Apple Care, it's twenty nine dollars. So I'm guessing for me it'll be four thousand twenty nine dollars. Um, <laughs> yep. The first right. appointment I could get is about a week away. So did you? You did not weekend. have you. You don't have anything through. Would you get it through T-Mobile? <laughs> yeah, I did get it through T-Mobile. But if you say T-Mobile, we have to do the little jingle. Oh yeah, I, I can't do that right now. Particularly right now. Yeah, uh, I did get it through T-Mobile. I don't think I have any T-Mobile insurance on it. In fact, okay. I know I don't. Well, she was like, what that? if you drop it? And I'm like, I don't drop my phone. <laughs> <laughs> you had to Drops say it. it twice. Yeah. yeah. Well, one time I dropped it. One, one time true. it fell. Very Yeah, different. right, right. 
Um, it is still usable. I'm getting close to the point where I might have to put tape on it because I'm going to start cutting my thumb. Like right now, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't feel great to use my thumb. I mean, I'm bleeding, but it doesn't hurt. <laughs> You're putting tape on it? It is. Well, like so, scotch yeah, tape? If you literally, well, a, a coworker suggested this, and then I Googled it. But if you put scotch tape over the crack in a phone, if the phone is cutting you, it can mute the sharp edge, but still be touchscreen viable. I don't huh. know. Yeah, it also looks pretty fly. It looks fantastic. Yeah, why don't you use duct yeah. tape? You can't see the crack if the phone is off, which is interesting. You can really only see it when it's uh, when the screen's lit up. Interesting. I wonder if that means you crack the like display as opposed to the glass. No, you must crack both of them. I don't know. Yeah. That uh, that seems unfortunate. The crack oh, goes it all sucks the way really the back. bad, and it is a it's a really big crack. <laughs> um, because it's a it's, big phone. Yeah, yeah. It, right. it, I would. I absolutely guarantee you the crack in my. That's phone another is benefit taller. of the SE. Yeah, the crack in my phone is taller than Moltz's cross. Phone. I guarantee. Cross it. screen cracks are inherently smaller on the you, SE. You know what they say about uh, guys with big phones? The, they get big cracks in their screens. They, they have big, yeah, big cracks in the screens. I sure did. It sucks. And big feet. Um, Luckily, it doesn't affect my screenshots. So that's that's been the big win. <laughs> Uh, there's, speaking of the iPhone 10, there is a rumor that came out as we were recording this. This is not like a rumor what? that should surprise anybody uh, that Amp- Apple is potentially considering um, trying to consolidate the Face ID camera like on the front with some of the other uh, sensors to make the notch smaller. Hmm. That's I did not s- see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's not even... Anyway, whatever. I, <laughs> I don't know would you rather have it like less wide and yeah i think more, that'd be okay i don't really have a preference i don't know i mean i, I would say i i give no thought to the notch at this point i Zero. i don't every once in a while i try to look at something in landscape where it, like in a web browser or something where it cuts it off yeah. and i have to rotate my phone the other way but i will agree with lex that most of the time i don't really notice or think about it yeah well i think it, well anyway i'm not gonna no, please go ahead. I mean, it seems like it might be more noticeable. No, we want to know your. You notch. can't tell us your, <laughs> your bullshit here. Like, where where can you? <laughs> I'll DM you later <laughs> while you're asleep. <laughs> I don't Actually, I'm glad you bring that up. I have a friend. I'm going to call him Larry because that's his name. And what I love about Larry is that he is a curmudgeon. He doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's fine. He's also an asshole, but he's my asshole, and not literally. That'd be weird. And so, I, I had texted Larry twice in two days, once to invite him over to the house to watch a football game, and then the next day to just ask some random question. And he answered me a little bit later, and he said, by the way, uh, please be careful about texting me early. This is the second time in two days he woke me up. Uh, Larry does have a new baby, also named Alexander, because that's how important I am to him. And um, I called the baby Lex, and Larry hates it. And so (laughs) he hates that I call it that. He doesn't hate the baby. And uh, I was like, Larry, (laughs) I will try to remember not to text you so early in the day, but you got to get your do not disturb setting set up. Like it's an iPhone. Like this is, it's, it come, I mean, I know Android phones do this too. So don't send me letters. But I'm like, you can do this. And he's like, yeah, but what if there was like a really important text? And I posited that there is almost no such thing as a really important text that would be followed up by a phone call if there was a problem. And it, only important people can send you them. So you put those people in your favorites. But like, I want to confirm you guys use do not disturb, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're not worried about missing an important text. No. If I if I didn't, you guys would have woke me up this morning talking about your your thing, which you should probably talk about your thing too. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> your dictation thing. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Yep. Just talking about our dictation. Yeah. Uh, so none of you are um, uh, VIPs. Right. And even, even VIPs, you, you don't get an iMessage notification from them. You can set an override if you are super concerned um, for both calls and I think texts for yeah. a particular contact that bypasses do not disturb entirely. Um, so there's a lot of stuff where you can um, like phone calls that people who aren't in your favorites will get through if they call you twice within like a second, certain amount of time. Um, but every contact record also, I believe has an option where you can set a um, emergency uh, hmm. override essentially uh, and basically say, let stuff through from this person no matter what. Um, and it's, you know what it is? It's the, um, it's a text tone. So if you go to ringtone on somebody's contacts, there's a switch that says emergency bypass, which allows sounds and vibrations from this person, even when do not disturb is on. So if like you were super concerned about getting a, a phone call or a text from someone like specifically, a sp- specific Neil deGrasse person, Tyson. Yeah. For yes. example, uh, you could, you could turn that on. And I had that on for a little while cause I was, I didn't know what it did. And I realized what more to the point it woke you up it makes your phone so i told you earlier that like i don't have uh i have my phones always muted even if your phone is mute like has the silent switch on and you're only supposed to get oh, vibrations brother. it will make the ringtone go off which was quite surprising wow yeah that's loud so be careful with that be careful with that so john you want me to talk about that that app sure you want don't you want to don't you want sure. are you dying to yeah, I guess so. And Dan, you've you've used this app too, so I guess it's not NDA or anything. Very right? <laughs> very briefly, I used it uh, just to test it and see what it, what it how it handled stuff. So there's an app out there from the uh, founder and former CEO. He hates when people call him the ex the the, the fired CEO, the ousted CEO, but the ex CEO <laughs> of Groupon. But we he doesn't like being called. We that. did that right there. Um, oh, that's right. <laughs> but he has an app called Descript. And Descript is an audio editing app, uh, particularly for podcasts, where you edit by actually editing the transcription of the words spoken. Um, So you can look at a podcast, for example, and uh, if you see somebody doing what I just did, where they say, and uh, it transcribes that, you can highlight the and, uh, and delete it, and then it edits the waveform directly for you so that you don't have to. It's not flawless yet. It's still new. I think it's still beta-ish. Um, and it's really overall meant for single voice uh, recordings. Yeah, I did uh, import an episode of the Rebound earlier today, and it doesn't, it can't identify which speaker is speaking, but it did seemingly still get most of the words, um, and was potentially usable. But it's it's fa- it's clearly the future, um, and it's it's but it's early future. What was your experience right. with it, Dan? Uh, I found that it was an interesting idea for something. What I think this would be great for is audiobooks. Um, people who are recording like narration mm. for things, that's great because it gives you the freedom to, uh, Once you pop, that's great. It gives you the freedom to screw stuff up and then fix it more easily in post. Um, I think that my biggest concern, like as a podcast editor, I wouldn't be able to use this because it is so very limited in what it can do. And when you get down to stuff where it's like, this show would not work, uh, because there's a <laughs> lot of crosstalk on this show. <laughs> Because of you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> if it were just me, this show would be so much better. Um, the only bummer is I wish I could also type words into it and then it would just automatically generate the audio of me saying those things too so I could add smarter things. But that technology do that. does exist. There's actually a Radiolab yeah. episode about it from within the last couple of years. I think it, Adobe has developed it, but I'm not sure it exists in a commercial form. It's just something that they have made. 
Um, so that's terrifying, but also inevitable. Uh, so when I replace you guys, <laughs> when Lex has to leave the show because he can't make it anymore, we can just we have enough Lex sound files <laughs> that we can make him say whatever we want. Terrific. I'm sure it'll be hilarious jokes. Like that's oh that's yeah, it'll be nothing. But, it'll just be nothing but puns. Dan and I will talk about technology, and then you know you'll just be making puns. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> I, I would listen. And I'll to that still show. sound sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think it's an interesting idea. The transcription part is also uh, interesting because a lot of people do request transcripts of podcasts, and there are certainly people who are um, have you know challenges with hearing that could use that. Yes. Uh, and there isn't a really there's this still uses I want to say Google or Amazon I don't remember which of their services it uses but essentially uses one of their open transcription services so it uploads the files gets them processed and then like dumps the text back in so it's not perfect but it's pretty good uh, and much like this podcast (laughs) but like there's nothing as reliable as a person transcribing things still like that's that's just a fact and um, they even have a vip service that you can pay more for where yeah a person goes through and like corrects you, it right it'll correct your transcription and all that and so yeah 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 so but uh, it's i mean I, I i think it's the future you know i i think it's gonna i, I yeah. think at some point this is how you because if you could do this for video editing it also like instead of having to log tape it could happen automatically you can edit things like, like it's it's a big deal a big deal yeah yeah so i i think it's i think it's a very clever app um i would be interested to see that like i feel like it's a feature though that's one of the things like i feel like that's a feature that you could see in a larger audio editing app like a logic or something like that as like a plug-in or option um i don't i again i think as a primary usage thing if you have a single like lex you, you do you still record your five minute podcast or does that not happen anymore uh it is on hiatus i wouldn't say it's over <laughs> Okay, but like for it you hasn't doing, happened in more than a year and a half. <laughs> for you doing a five-minute show that's just you most of the time, that's a, a pretty good, you know, option. For anybody doing a show with multiple people, I think it's going to be a lot harder. Yeah, it's going to take some time. That's right. Yeah, you can imagine that one day it could support multiple yeah, right. voices and how it do that thing. Right. Like, it's very interesting. It's interesting. It demos well. How about that? It demos. It does real demo well. well. I'll give you that. So I think they give you what Thank like you. half an hour, half unlike an hour, any of us, half an hour free or something. <laughs> yeah, you get a half an hour free transcription, and then it's uh fifteen cents a minute with no monthly fee, or seven cents a minute with a ten dollar per month fee. So there you go. Yeah. That's a that's an so option for you. That's what I wanted to know. Descript dot com. Yeah, doing picks. Is that what well, we're doing? Were we doing picks? It's time, it's time, time for picks. <laughs> Do you want to play the picks theme song, Dan? Can you cue uh, that up? Yeah. Uh, Picks, 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 picks. <laughs> no. Nope. Is that it? Nope. nope. Wrong uh, one? Wrong one? Should I get another one? Nope. <laughs> I kind of like that, actually. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure why. Picks, picks, picks. <laughs> like a chicken. Uh, my pick, or my pick your, is Nintendo what? is Nintendo support. <laughs> How about that? There you go. Well, no, I always have a, I always have a pretty good experience with Nintendo support. They're they're very helpful. Um and uh we have uh we have a DS that's out of warranty and I, they're giving us a, John, giving us a break on the repair for it. And John, I really wanted this to be a story about how Nintendo support fixed your problem with the iOS betas. <laughs> yeah, really. I know. But it's not. Well, um, too bad. My so. pick my pick today is going to be Amazon Music, which regular listeners know that we uh, that I use in the Freeman House. 
Uh, we have a family subscription. Um, their recommended section has gotten better and better. The bummer of the recommended is it doesn't know um, who's listening when. It's sort of like Netflix before Netflix had multiple users. Mm. And so Netflix assumes that I love all kids' movies and like comedies and sci-fi thrillers. Um, but uh, so Amazon Music, when I'm looking at it right now, my recommended lists include Disney favorites. <laughs> and now that's what I call Disney. But it keeps and a bunch of soundtracks thanks to Hamilton, um, Broadway soundtracks. But it also continues to suggest songs that I don't know and albums that I don't know and artists that I don't know, and I appreciate that. Like if somebody's only – when the app's only recommending songs that you already know and like, that's dumb. But it's recommending stuff that I don't know and stuff that I'm interested in, and I like it. So shout out to my good <laughs> friends at Amazon Music. Amazon mm. Music is pretty good. I, I use it a lot, and I've been – I very rarely these days come across something – like when I ask for a song, uh, I very rarely come across something that it doesn't have. Um, which is which is nice. Uh, my yeah. pick, which I also wrote up in a blog post over at Six Colors last week, but which we have talked about this problem on the show before, is the app Rocket, which is an app that lets you use um, the Slack emoji picker method basically in any other app on your Mac. Oh. So you can type colon whatever, yeah. and it will generate an emoji. And it also, if you pay the few bucks or whatever to uh, upgrade it, I think it's like four or five bucks to upgrade it to its full version. Uh, it lets you store gifts and summon gifts that way too, which is also oh, pretty nice. So I okay. read Dan's write-up of this piece and I immediately installed the app and it is not working for me basically because when I, it always is listening. And so when I type, when I type colons that I want to have things after that aren't for it, it interferes with those two. <laughs> you can skip past it, but I agree that that is, I mean, I think the, so it's, the it's best, a problem if you're a big colon user. <laughs> yeah. The best I'm, answer I'll, might be also colons. switch, mm-hmm. switch. You can switch the trigger key to any other key too. So you could use something. Uh, well, if you do character. that, you're going to need a trigger warning. <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, like I use Gmail, as you know, they needed one for that joke. When you do, uh, f- like you can search for messages from a specific person or to a specific person you do from colon email address. And it, I couldn't get my search out because it kept trying to put in fucking emojis and I you lost can, my mind. And I you can it. also exclude it from certain apps if you need to. Nobody yeah. uses the semicolon. FYI. Yeah. yeah. I've given you multiple ways to fix this, Lex. Yeah, really. It's all on you. I'll take another look. I, I like your pick. Thanks. Thanks. I'm, I'm glad you do. Um, so, uh, yeah. Bye. <laughs> 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 I gotta go lie down. <laughs> That's good. That's great. I love it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Don't die, John. Ugh.